now by visiting our website at pennyscrackling.com.au, spelt with a Y, or calling 02-8068-9664. Station sponsor. I'm Ray Martin, and I was lucky enough to call Fred Hollows a mate and to witness his amazing sight-restoring work. The operation he pioneered continues to free people from blindness today. You can imagine their joy when the bandages are removed and they can see. We call it the Fred moment, and all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. Today's bulletin brought to you by Your Sound, Your Community, Alive 90.5. National Radio News. Good afternoon. I'm Erin Archer. The New South Wales opposition leader says health advice and guidance must remain the driving factors behind any changes to the state's roadmap out of lockdown. New state Premier Dominic Perrottet is holding a crisis cabinet meeting this afternoon and has hinted there could be changes to the roadmap. There is speculation Mr Perrottet may bring forward the date of reopening the state from next Monday to as early as this Friday. However, Chris Minns told the ABC the current model has been created on the advice of government health officials and any changes would have to be approved as safe. If we were to support it, it would have to be on the health advice. I mean, this model has been, I think, diligently worked over with the Chief Health Officer and the Health Minister, Brad Hazard. There are many questions still to be answered in relation to the rollout in Sydney. Australia's housing price boom has prompted a crackdown by the banking regulator on the way home loans are approved. Laura Devoy reports. The Prudential Regulation Authority has long been concerned about runaway housing prices, particularly in Sydney. It says customers are exposing themselves to debt beyond their household income and their capacity to repay. In some cases, APRA says customers are borrowing up to six times their income. At the heart of the issue, is low interest rates. APRA is flagging a lending benchmark that would require banks to assess the capacity of customers to manage repayments at interest rates three percentage points higher than the actual loan rate. APRA says the new benchmarks will help keep check on the number of customers taking advantage of the current cheap official cash rate and ending up heavily indebted in the process. New research reveals women with endometriosis have the best chance of falling pregnant through IVF. 40% of Australian women who have the debilitating tissue disorder experience infertility. The University of Queensland's Dr Katrina Moss told Curtin Radio it's vital to diagnose the condition before trying different fertility treatments. Women who had endometriosis but didn't know it when they started their treatment were at a real disadvantage. They did a lot more cycles. They were more likely to use IUI instead of IVF, which is the recommended treatment. And they were also less likely to report a birth after starting treatment. Young Australians are being urged to seek help and take small steps to support their mental well-being this Headspace Day. Research shows more than half of young people admit to dealing with personal problems on their own rather than speaking to someone else. Three in five young people believe there's still a stigma around seeking help for mental illness. CEO of Headspace, Jason Trethowen, says people struggling don't have to go it alone. We want to make sure they know 
know reaching out to other support is one of the key steps that they can take. Young people who reach out to family, friends or services like Headspace have better long-term outcomes for their mental health and wellbeing. And Football Australia say it's establishing an independent investigation into historical allegations made by former Matilda Lisa Devanna. Devanna alleges she was subjected to abuse for the first time when she was in the young Matilda squad, saying she was bullied, sexually harassed and ostracised on a number of occasions. Football Australia says it takes a zero-tolerance approach to such actions and would investigate any claims. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We are not alive. For some reason, no, no, nobody doesn't know nothing. You know, I mean, what's the weather? What's the weather? Quickly, the weather, yeah, the what's weather, the weather? weather okay, weather, that's weather. it. It's, it's nice and hot. It's 25. So <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk. It's 25 and a half degrees outside on a sunny Wednesday afternoon. Man, I got to say, I'm I'm loving the sun recently, and I <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Tops to 26 t- today, and tomorrow, like it's going to warm up. 29 degrees, mostly sunny, and Friday, 24 degrees. It's gonna it looks like it's gonna maybe chill it chill down a little bit after that. And now, on Alive 90.5, here's the latest traffic information. East Karajong, Putty Road, near Bullbridge Road. There's been a truck crash. Heavy traffic affected in both directions. And in Horsley Park, the M7 motorway just past the Horsley Drive. There's been a truck crash, moderate traffic conditions, one southbound lane closed. So, weekend's going to be very hot, 30 degrees. No, tomorrow's gonna be really hot. Yeah, but you know what I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna breach the chief health orders, and I'm gonna be sunbathing. I'm gonna take it, this this <laughs> robe of me, and I'm gonna show my beautiful body to our listeners. A lot of five. Welcome to the studio, uh, Matthew Caruana, myself uh, hosted our first guest, first hour was George Hazim executive producer of Informa TV and it was a great, great interview and insights mm. into true journalism. Mm. But how about, our, how about well. our second guest? I'd like to introduce our second guest, but our second guest was very... He's online right now. It is, but he was very shy, dad shy with his bio. Really? Like, you know, like I think he's like <laughs> 007 or something, they say. <laughs> so, who's our second guest? Tim Daly. Tim Daly, Tim he's Daly. On, is on the line. Tim, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, guys. How are you? Tim, first of all, we are great, but you know... You're in Canberra, correct? I am in Canberra, yes. And uh, what's the life in Canberra? Um, in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our world, yes. <laughs> yes. We managed to, we, we managed yeah. Came our way, so we're enjoying it like everybody else. Yeah, like, look, it's a, uh, look, we, our first guest was uh, George Hazim. He's in besieged city of Melbourne. Um, yeah. You know, we are here in Sydney. Like, we, we're supposed to get some freedoms from Monday, which means there's still masks. No, the, the difference is we can go into shops, and uh, uh, but that 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 will be it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about gyms? I'm I'm looking forward to that. Look, I I look to talk to Tim Daly, Tim Daly now. So, Tim, uh, thank you for being um, our guest today. Thank you for accepting our invitation to join us in studio. And uh, before we kick in the uh, conversation with you, I'd like to introduce you to my partner in crime, um, Matthew Carana, which probably I don't know much about him. Matthew Carana is a big advocate of um, mental health. And I'm very grateful that he's my co-host and my partner in the studio. 
Uh, one thing about Matthew Caruana you need to know uh, why he's promoting the suicide prevention. Again, I'm repeating this always, but unfortunately I need to say, Matt, he tried to commit suicide uh, six years ago by jumping from 35 meters tall building and survived. So I'm pretty sure that Matt and you have the most common touches to conversation today. So, Tim, and, sorry. Please, please. Sorry, go, Matt. <laughs> no, I was, I, I was going to ask. I mean, so Tim, I, I, I've, I've done my research on you, but, but like, I love to hear from you and, and your voice. Mental health. Why is it so important to you? Well, I've got my own lived experience of mental health. I actually lost my job because of that. Um, and what I found was, and <laughs> um, it was good that during the. Um, the news break, you mentioned um, Headspace and the work that they do with young people yes. and about breaking stigma and getting people to talk about mental health. I run a mental health charity called This Is My Australia and our purpose is to promote a national conversation uh, around mental health and mental illness and to break stigma around mental illness because we need people to talk about it freely and feel that they can talk about it freely because unfortunately, and especially on the male side, we, us males don't talk about it and we get to that stage where unfortunately, Matt, you only saw one way out of it, which was is the worst um, option, unfortunately, but people get into that to that position where they feel it's the only way they can do it and we need to get people to talk about it way earlier than that Tim, may I ask you one question okay I just I'm yep. curious now because I don't know what the mental health it is and I come from an environment where the man is a man and even if you have the mental issues back in my home in Croatia you don't show this right you can kill yourself from alcohol or whatever you're doing but the moment you say like, oh, I don't feel well, you know, mental health issue, people, the society actually, actually rejects you, right, as a, as a, as a half man, right? And um, we don't talk about these things. Now, I learned just a little bit about mental health with the Matthew Caruana in studio and outside of the studio. But why is there stigmata? Matt goes for your question, Sam, my team. Why is there stigmata talking about mental health? Why are the people afraid to talk about mental health? It's, it's a, um, us men are supposed to be the, and traditionally are supposed to be the earners and the protectors in um, culture and in family. So we can't be shown to be weak. So um, admitting that you've got a mental health issue you're sort of admitting that you're weak and that you're not up to your your task. But the problem with that is that if you don't deal with it, you can't do those things. So you have to fix yourself so that you can continue on with your role. But mm. a lot of men don't do that. And then they basically, not that they fail in their role, but they can't do their role because they're too sick. So it's a, like I said, you hit the nail on the head. We just take on this role Yes. Hello. Mm. Hello, Tim. Tim, are you still there? Tim. And on, unfortunately, we, we, lost, we lost him. him. Though, we lost though him. Mario, we lost him. there's something I, I wanted to ask you because mm. you you talk about this quite often. To be to show courage, you firstly have to be fearful. You know, to show when, when people talk about fear, right? When you know, like when I'm hearing these experts talking about fear, you know, embrace the fear. You. 
embrace the fear so Tim is lost we're gonna call him again you know I truly believe the fear is okay you know what I mean but in, it's you, how you can embrace something if you don't know how to embrace how you can mm. talk about fear if you never experienced the fear it's a difference between fear you and I we can you know you, you have their fears before you jumped you know what I mean mm. I have the fear I'm gonna die you know so many times during the war and other operations in my life but the thing is the fear it's it's real man I always say that people don't understand it's real mm. and and oh, so do, and so and so when, when we're talking about mental health and tying it back to that mm. what comes to my mind as well is there is an immense amount of fear that we hold especially when we're making ourselves vulnerable when we're opening up and sharing about what's really going on within ourselves you're actually <laughs> showing what's inside of you deep down and the thing about showing what's deep inside you're making yourself naked you're exposing yourself it's uncomfortable though there's that little bit of fear there though just because you're fearful does not ha- it doesn't have to end there you can then take the next step like Mario talks about Mario says you have to be to be courageous you have to be fearful firstly well if we were to be courageous and take that step and you know step into the vulnerability and if we were to open up and share honestly beautiful things can unfold and not only brings relationships closer we find out who we truly are become closer with, with, with one another it's it's a beautiful thing I really feel that but we're going to get Tim Daly back on but the can line I, can I just add some, some of this like who gives the people right? Who gives the people right to tell you that you know you you're not allowed to be afraid? Do you know what it is like? I always, entire my life, I'm listening from other people. You know, those who are the most scariest little 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 creatures in life. You know what I mean? You should be the man. You should be the fighter. You should be the warrior. You know what it is? Every time, like now during the COVID, look at where, where the most the, these brave warriors are. You know, they're hiding at home. And you know what, Matt? I saw, you know, particularly in the combat, right? The fear, it's real. And when you have somebody who's sharing that experience with you, it will never say to you, oh, don't show me you're afraid. It's a discomfort. Anyway, you're listening to Live 90.5 mm-hmm. Business Insights with Matthew Carano and Mario Beckers. We take a short break now. Stick around, guys. Stick around. We'll get Tim back on the line. Alive 90.5 I've been trying to keep my distance But in an instant You break me down I know better than I want you But I succumb to you without a doubt Now the water is rising And I'm too tired to swim And my lungs just can't take it But I keep breathing you in So tell me lies Tell me painted truths Anything at all to keep me close to you Pull me under the way you do Tonight I wanna drown in an ocean of you That when you bruise me, I stick around 
Timbers Castle Hill are flooring experts. Not just flooring, SE Timbers supply, install and guarantee solid timber, engineered, laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters. An authorised dealer of major brands like Borel, Preference and Quickstep. Call 9894-6660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters, ingrained quality. Ever have that sinking feeling that you forgot to get the gas bottle filled for the barbecue or outdoor heater? Do you worry about transporting a gas bottle in the boot of your car? Kangaroo Gas has got you covered. Kangaroo Gas will deliver 8.5 kilogram gas bottles to your home or business. Call 0405 LPG LPG or go to kangaroogas.com.au. That's 0405 LPG LPG online at kangaroogas.com.au or find them on Facebook. Station sponsor. Over the years, I've had my battles with smokes. My lungs got pretty bad. Sometimes I could hardly breathe. I'm not sure why I smoked. I just did. I wanted to be there for my kids, so I quit. I've quit before, I just kept trying. I get to see their smiles every day. Mum and the aunties are pretty happy too. They didn't want me to die from smokes like Dad did. My name is Ted, and family is my story. Don't make smokes your story. For help, download the My Quit Buddy app, call the quit line, or visit Quit Now. Authorised by the Australian Government Canberra, spoken by F. Leone. It's 19 minutes past three here on Alive 90.5. Business Insights are live with Tim Daly on the line. And Mario, I've been enjoying this conversation so far. I love talking about mental health. It's something that Absolutely. I think... That's just like, you know, I truly believe that you, Tim, have the more in common to talk rather than me jumping in as a true amateur. So yeah, feel free to continue, Matt. Uh, so, so Tim, earlier we'll, I'll take you very much the team and the Matt. We took a short break now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, so we, earlier we spoke about stigma, and 
it's and the, there's one thing that I, I how do I say it it's one thing for us to say look we can beat the stigma all that stuff but then we that's from to some degree let's call that the outside perspective but then you take someone who's actually in the midst of it all in in the like let's say like down in the dumps they're not thinking let's cr- crash the stigma let us smash the stigma no they're not all they're thinking is why am I going to tell anyone who <laughs> like I don't want to talk about this stuff to that person that's in that place what is something that they can do to battle the stigma and overcome it within themselves um Mental, and again, you're totally right. Once you're in the midst of it, there's, there doesn't seem to be anything you can do or want to do. The hard part is you don't want to do anything. Most of the time, you just want to lie down and do nothing and shut the world out. Um, it's got a lot to do with uh, not thinking too much about your woes. What I went to say something. My psychologist said to me, which is the greatest help to me, was your brain is lying to you. And that flipped the switch to me because my brain was saying to me, you're worthless, you're useless, nobody loves you. And my psychologist managed to turn me, turn it around and say, well, no, that's a lie because you've told me all about your life and everything in your life tells me the opposite. And that flipped the switch in my brain that, oh, hang on, maybe what my head is telling me is the wrong thing. So conversations are the most important thing it is to have, is that you don't need to go see a psychologist straight away or a GP. Talk to a family member, talk to a mate, talk to a friend, and get a different perspective on what's going on in your head. I think that's the most important thing that you can do yourself in the midst of that, is just talk, talk, Mm. talk. And hopefully that your brain goes, oh, hang on, there is something different. Maybe I'm wrong. So, yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I can give lived experience. That's what worked for me. Yeah, of course. Of course. And thank you for sharing that. And the thing about, I mean, when it comes to opening up and, and, and sharing that, that's the hard part. Though, I mean, I mean, in my experience, I heavily suppressed. I heavily, heavily suppressed, and I'm, I'm sure you know what that's like as well, and yeah. and yeah. and how easy it is to fall into that trap. Though, yeah. one thing you t- and like, with what you just shared, and what what really sticks out to me, and which I I believe is at the crux of it all, it's the conversations you're having with yourself, not with other people, yeah. but it's what you're having with yourself because the depression and the anxiety these are giving a false image of what i of what our reality really is so how can someone who's in that dark place be more aware of the conversations they're having with themselves rather because if, if they're not willing to go and share with someone else the least they could do is feel it within themselves and maybe be aware of what thoughts and all the words that are coming up or the beliefs how can someone be more self-aware? Again, my lived experience, I read. I went and read. I wanted to find out what the hell was going on with me and why I felt this way. And the more I read, the more information I got that was opposite to what was going on in my head. And I could go, oh, okay, I can make a decision. There's obviously something going wrong in the, my 
inner dialogue. There's something wrong with my inner dialogue because everything that I'm reading and finding out and Googling and going online is telling me the opposite to what I'm thinking. So if you can set up that, you need a comparison to what you're thinking, don't you? Because if you live in your thoughts, that's all you're going to have. So you'd advise someone, go out and find some more information. What's going on in your head? So there's a lot of information about it out there. And if you know someone who's in that situation, just advise them. Go and read for yourself. You don't have to talk to anyone. Go and read it. It's mm. there. So, um, and I think it's that education because, like I said, head space was there with online earlier, um, and they um, they were talking about youth. And the earlier we can get to people to educate them about mental health and saying simple phrases like your brain lies to you and your mind lies to you yes don't believe everything it tells you go and find something else and educate yourself about it then that early intervention is really important Tim, may I ask you I had the I had the one question actually like a seven questions already lined up yes. for you but I'll start <laughs> yeah, with no, I'll you like. <laughs> um, as like I always mention I have no idea about mental health whatsoever and the very first yeah. touch of mental health I have through through Matthew and Matt is is a truly the Bible for me it's like a cornerstone for mental health and now we have you as well what what do you see now during the past 18 months of this beautiful situation I mean um, you know watch TV Netflix you know me Uber Eats you know what's happening to mental health what do you see what's happening to mental health and secondly let's talk about men's health uh, mental health because I'm the man I think I am um <laughs> What is what is the symptoms we you know we we should worry about as a man when it comes to the mental health? What's the symptoms we should worry? So first one the question I have: What do you see? Uh, what's happening with the mental health? Generally speaking, in 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 populous in Australia during the COVID. Uh, secondly, the symptoms men disregarding and they have become very dangerous for mental health. Look, uh, lockdown because you're so disconnected from the rest of your community and look community is so vital for people's mental health to feel like they're connected yes. i think it's that disconnectedness and not knowing what's going on can again and like we said that dialogue going in your head you're saying everything's really bad it's never going to get better because you haven't got because you're disconnected that tell you that it's going okay yes. um, in COVID and then anxiety um, can increase and then um, depression can increase because again and also you're in the same four walls all the time and that's not good for your mental health is it just looking at those four walls mm. terrible for your mental health so it's I always say people who are always already managing their mental health are the experts in lockdown because they've got all the skills <laughs> that, 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 are, that are needed to, to deal with your mental health. So people with lived experience are really important at this stage for, for people to learn from about mental health is also like physical health. It's about sleep, it's about exercise, um, and it's about diet. And if all those things go out the, the door, especially... <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. I don't show how it's in Canberra, but, you know, we had that uh, five-kilometer five radius, and lucky on our side of the city, Matt and I didn't have the curfew. But mm. I think it's going in contradictory what the pre-COVID has been preached, you know, eat healthy food, you know, exercise, mm. walk, you know, don't smoke, you know, don't watch TV, 
don't let the kids to watch screen too long. Mm-hmm. Don't drink. Don't do this. Don't do that. And suddenly we have been. And you can't get away from any of those things. <clears throat> yes. So it's it's difficult. So what what are the symptoms? Uh, let's just say, for example, I take it myself. For example, uh, Tim, what symptoms I should uh, be worried about, and I am disregarding, and my mental health being affected. You know I me. Mean? Well, again, my experience is you lose motivation to do most things. Um, you worry more than you probably should, and overthinking is a huge one. Is a very big one of any little thing that happens in your life. You blow blow it up to be bigger than it, it really is. Mm. Um, it, look, look, with me, I get tired. I get unmotivated. Hello, Tim. You there? Especially when I'm stressed and anxiety um, is is really bad for that, and I just want to lie down and shut the world out. So, if you lose your motivation for things, and you can't even, you couldn't even be bothered getting up and getting dressed in the morning, then you probably still you need to do some things about your mental health. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So, Tim, I'm I'm curious now. Me, I, I, me What's that? Me too. I'm curious. You're curious, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone keeps every, everyone keeps giving me <laughs> everyone keeps like <laughs> heckling me because I say that yeah, a lot. Because you're, you're, you're the only one you're the only one I can pick on because you're on air. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I'm curious, Mario, <laughs> Tim. So we our state our mood changes. Though, do you believe we have a natural state? Of our, no, our, our, our mental health. I, I don't think we do. I think we have ups and downs. Um, and when you go into mental health recovery, it's not linear. It's up and down. You go. Hmm. I think we've lost him, unfortunately, again. again. Unfortunately, yeah, he's, he's unfortunately cut out. But though, what he what he touched on just there, how our mood fluctuates all the time. And, Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. And, and, and how there's no, we don't have a natural state. See, in my personal opinion, I believe we, like, when someone's born, when they're a baby, mm. this, is, this is what intrigues me. Because when someone's young, they, they're not, they're not typically angry. They're not resentful. They're not bitter. They're not depressed. They're usually excited and curious and awe. A, a kid, they can, and I, uh, there's a little story I just want to quickly share, if I, if I may. Yes, please. Yeah. By yeah. all means. I'll, I'll keep it short. So I was on the train, sorry, you know, the bus going going towards Ramwick from, from the city to head to my physio. It's 6.30 in the morning. And I, I get on the train. There's this kid sitting across from me in a pram with a mother. Yes. It's beautiful, right? The kid's there. He's playing with a bit of string hanging from the pram. He's in awe. He's obsessed with it, playing with it, smiling, laughing. I think that that's beautiful. But to my right, at the back of the bus, at the back of the bus, I saw this guy just looking out the window with a mean mug on his face. Like he was distru- it was just he looked aggressive. I'm like, dude, this is six thirty in the morning. How have you started your day, Jesus? <laughs> and in front of him was a lady who was distraught and upset. And I look, I look back at the kid and I'm like, what happened to us? A kid who's has this little bit of string. All he's probably thinking about is. You know, I've got the string and I, I love it. It it's it almost like a cat. But then the adults in the back are upset. Did we, well, I suppose, obviously when we grow up, we have more responsibilities and all that stuff. And we obviously think we have more life experience and we tend to think back to those things. But as a kid, 
we have this innocence and we're always in awe and we're in peace. I wonder if we can achieve that as an adult. Right, you so you're wondering why the babies are happy. Why the babies are happy or smiling. First, I give you the tip, right? They're coming yeah. from a very happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, they're always being looked after. They are, you know, uh, they have their mother's love, they're being fed, they're being concentrated. So, mate, don't make it fun. The babies, are, of course, they're happy because... <laughs> they're in paradise. <laughs> they're in paradise. <laughs> My name is... <laughs> you listen listening to Line 90.5 Business Insights feed. Marion, Matt, and our guest, Tim Daly, dropped again because he's in Canberra. Who knows? Maybe the censor his conversation. <laughs> oh, we come back yeah. a little bit of show break. <laughs> we'll need to speak to George about that. Why the babies are happy. <laughs> Alive 90.5.
way that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral? With none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900, ask for Richard Spiteri, or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Hexagon Home Loans is your trusted mortgage broker. We focus on providing you with personal service and expert advice to help you find the home loan which best suits your requirements. Ranging from first home loans, refinancing, investment home loans, self-employed home loans, debt consolidation and SMSF loans. With a large network of lending institutions at our fingertips, we can assist you in making a well-informed decision that will save you time and money. Call us on 1300 562 649. Australian Credit Licence 504481. Station Sponsor. Twenty-two minutes to four here on a live ninety point five, and you're listening to Business Insights with Mario and Matt. We're live on the line from from Canberra. Tim Daly. Like, sometimes I think we, we're talking like in, you know, I don't know, just like in, in Chechnya, you know, what I mean, like in just Albania, like it's just hanging up all the time. <laughs> there must be the ca- Canberra must be the frisation of the lines. So, Tim, thank you for well, your no, patience. I think it's restricting your reach it's good for your health okay so that's what you're trying to say so yeah so Tim uh, you know we spoke so like you know and uh, I said like those symptoms you know when the mental health yeah. is because I come back to one point one point only nobody can you know there is no man on this planet who can talk to you about courage or the fear right and but most of the men will try to endure this mental health on different ways in different levels shapes and forms but we're ignoring those symptoms as you say maybe sleeping and all this deprivation and then may it continue before you we were cut it off, was cut it off what did you say natural state natural state natural yes. state so yeah. can you continue that one please you may yeah, or me or me sorry wait no, you, you, yeah, it's <laughs> you, a question to me, wasn't it? Matt? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was for you. Yeah, it was for you, Tim. Sorry. English. Yeah. Sorry. Um, mental health recovery is not linear. I think I said that before. And mm, it's, yeah, you it's did. an up and down thing. So you 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 have to go through obstacles and go up, and then you have a couple of good days, and then you'll have a couple of bad days, and then hopefully you're getting more good days than bad days at the end of the day. But I think that that's. At the end of the day, that's life for all of us. So sometimes we're sad. Sometimes things happen in our lives that make us sad. But I think the real... And um, if you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist or even a GP, they will ask you, how long have you been sad for? If you've been sad oh, really? for six months, then that's a problem. If you've been sad maybe for a couple of days, then they'll just say, well, that's... That's not too bad. You're it's upset. A continuation of yeah. not of that thing going on and on and on and on, which means that you, you, you're starting to have a mental health problem. And I think what you're talking about right now, Tim, is so very key. It's people getting mixed up between, oh, I'm depressed versus no, you're actually just upset. And yeah, so, and yeah. and like one common thing I see is people when they experience a state of you know upset maybe someone passed away in their life and and the thing is that's horrible but then by them saying you know i'm now depressed i'm i'm sorry but that's not the case and and the thing i the reason i'm so big on that is because 
our words are <laughs> about to swear, but our words are very powerful. Yeah. Our words they hold a lot of weight, not just to the person we're talking to, but to ourselves as well. Each and every word that we share carries weight on our subconscious mind. We carry with it like moving forward in our lives. It's so very powerful. So the th- do you think it's important that we're educating people on correct use of the terminology? And if so, how can we make sure that people are speaking in a more appropriate manner? Otherwise, we're in, we're in a way encouraging people to feel a certain way and almost inducing a state subconsciously by seeding little like pl- planting little seeds in their subconscious mind yeah you're right and you you said it before there's a, there's a big difference between sad and depressed isn't there the um, very diff- very big yes depression is is dangerous to your life at the end of the day and being sad is part of everybody's natural state like you said you're bereaving the, the loss of a loved one you're bereaving something that didn't get you break up with somebody all those things you're allowed to be sad because of those that's just natural but it turns into depression when it's like like i said before it's gone on for six months or longer that's that's serious then or anxiety some people say oh look i'm really anxious um, everybody gets anxious about things. You go to a job interview, you meet people for the first time, you, you, you feel anxious about that, but then you calm down. But if that anxiety stops you from just leaving the house, then you've got a big problem. Then we talk about a mental health issue. And that if it, if it interrupts your daily life where you don't, can't do the things that you used to do, then it's a ment- it turns into a mental health problem. Mm, mm, absolutely, absolutely. Though, as humans, we don't want to experience upset. We don't want to be anxious. We don't want to be frustrated or anything like that. We want to be like right. a Teletubbies, like hugging each other. And, That's you know, exactly like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Teletubbies all the way. That's, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Though, because we don't want to experience these things, we tend to avoid them. Though, would you say it's actually healthy to avoid these feelings, i.e. avoid getting upset, avoid, you know, like, 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 like. Obviously, you don't want to bring about anger, and you don't want to go run, like, go rampage like on the streets and, and stuff like that. Though, do you think it's key that we experience the wide array of emotions that we have? The thing about it is, being a human, having these like wide range of emotions to experience, I believe it's part of our experience as a human, and we were meant to feel certain things, feel like different, and. and the thing about every emotion, we can learn from it and we can get something from it. Do you, Tim, think it's key that we allow ourselves to feel every single emotion? Definitely. I think that's that's really important. And I think that's men's problem is that mm. we're taught not to feel certain. We're told not to cry as a kid. Don't cry. That's a girl's thing. True, true, true. Stop crying, which means we're not allowed to express our emotions. And that's us expressing an emotion. And if we hold that in, then you've got you've got issues. Um, with the, the charity that I run, we, we work a lot in the uh, doing arts activities for people. And that's another way of people expressing their issues. The, some people are not good at talking about it, but maybe they could write a song, maybe they can paint, do a painting, maybe they can do something else. Because there's many ways of expressing yourself rather than just talking about it. So... Um, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're totally right. We can't suppress them. We need to be able to express our feelings and get them out there and explore them. Mm, absolutely. And so, 
And one thing, and if you don't mind, mind me, I'm going to be a little bit nitpicky, but I, I would love to get your take on it as well. So we talk about men's mental health like men have a problem. And that statement there, men have the problem with X, Y, Z, right? Whatever it may be. By saying that men have the problem as the premise, do you think that in itself is an issue? Rather, because the reason I bring this up, it's coming from a place of limited, uh, I suppose, potential. Though, if we were to say, rather than, or oh, men have the issue of, how men have the potential of X, Y, Z, the opportunity yeah, no, to X, Y, Z. I agree. Um, and I'll probably, that not all men have a problem. It's just that we don't, at right this stage, have the skills to deal when a mental health problem comes up. And but we mm. can learn. Well, all men can learn. We can change what we do. It's not it's not um, inbuilt that we're going to be like this forever. It's just that we need to learn better skills about how to handle it and throw off a couple of the shackles that we've got on us because of our maleness to um, actually express ourselves a, a little bit more. We don't have to change what is the basis of a man to do that. We, we're not going in and saying, no, uh, um, a man is the total opposite to what men are. We just need to learn some skills. That's Pim, all we need. So. Sorry to interrupt you. So but why charity? Why did you start charity? You started our interview with, a, there's a specific reason at the beginning of our conversation that you started charity. So, what is your yeah. charity about? Um, about breaking stigma, particularly because when I suffered my mental health issues... Um, Can you share with our listeners, if, if, you, if you may ask, yes, please. Yeah, my depression and anxiety, which was very severe, um, caused me to collapse a couple of times. My brain just said to me, Tim, that's enough, we're just going to shut down. So, it did, I just collapsed. And... I went to the hospital, totally nothing wrong with me. Nothing physically wrong with me that they could find. I did every test. I had brain scans. I had um, my heart was checked. I had a lumbar puncture to see whether there was an infection. Nothing, absolutely nothing was wrong with me until someone asked me this particular question and I said yes to that question and they said, you've got severe anxiety and your brain has just told you to shut down. Um, so... I lost my job because of that, um, because the place that I was working didn't understand about mental health. If I had a broken my leg or had cancer, they probably would have supported me and said, oh, we'll wait till you get back to work. But when I said I had a mental health issue, they just saw it as a problem in the business and couldn't wait to get me out of the business because they didn't know how to handle it. So when that happened, I said, once I went through a period of, of recovering from that, you never fully recovered, but there's a level of recovery you can do. Mm. Um, I said, that's wrong. That was stigma. Those people attach stigma to the situation I was in. What happens to somebody who doesn't have uh, my backing? I'm lucky I've got a good family. Um, I've got support in the community. But what happens to somebody who loses their job and doesn't have that support? This is the whole new new level, mm. new issue, I would say. Mm. Yeah. I had never this experience like due to lost the job, but I remember clearly like it was like 15 years ago, maybe less, and something happened in the workplace and suddenly I had that, um, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I was believing I have heart attack 
because I couldn't start yeah. moving my legs and I just collapsed, you know what I mean? I couldn't believe that I have no strength to move. Like, I'm not man of 130 kilos, you know what I mean? It's like, come yeah. on, man, is, is this for real? Mm. Anyway, same as a team, like, you know, when he was talking about this, I just reminded myself and do all these exams and, you know, medicals and all this. And doctor says, nothing wrong with you, it's a heart, uh, sorry, uh, panic attack. So what does it mean, the panic attack? Is that for the girls? Literally. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? In my life, I never heard this one. I know I wasn't depressed, but something happened to me. So, Tim, how did you uh, reflect this after you didn't fully recover, then the, the, you done your charity? And how do you help, uh, you know, other humans around you and everybody who's seeking mental help mm. through your charity? How do you help smash that stigma? Well, we do live storytelling events around the country. So um, oh, okay. we go into a community. Our last show that we did was in Bathurst last year in October. Mm-hmm. We go into those communities and find people with lived experience who want to share their stories up on stage live. And we find up to 12 people and they'll all tell their stories. They can tell them through storytelling, through poetry, through music, any creative way that they want to tell their story just to break that barrier because with them up on stage and a community community hall filled with people hearing their stories, they can see these people up on stage and they say, hang on, you're just like me or you're just like my neighbour or you're just like the guy who runs the shop down the road or you're just like my best friend. Hang on, I thought that you had bipolar but you don't look like you've got bipolar. Or maybe I have to change my mind about how I look at mental health. So mm. that's the thing. You need to get people to look at people with mental health not as their diagnosis, but as a peer in the community. You're just like me, but you're managing a mental health Yes, mate. I look at you differently that way. There is nothing that <laughs> rings better to my ears than hearing that, honestly. That, I, mean, I, mean, I told you the beginning you're gonna like a team. You know, I mean, I like it. I mean, you're gonna like a team as a, as a as a professional, somebody who talks about mental health. I mean, like a team. But <laughs> the thing is, we don't talk enough about mental health. But what you know, what infuriates me, team. And please correct me, right? You know, the, all these are you okay day, and you know, like you know, call this line, and you know, I done the charity five bucks for the mental health awareness, and you know, I was talking to this one. It's all the just marketing you know i mean majority of people mm. just did the marketing like you know oh i was talking to the matthew caruana poor guy he jumped from building but you know like, you boo-boo. all like this tim tell me openly what is the biggest obstacles when people want to address mental health or they want to take a stigma away from themselves what do you see as the biggest obstacle in our society is it um, society itself the, the, those two things the, yeah. is the stigma of society and self-stigma you have to fight against your own self-stigma as well because your brain's telling you oh you're no good you're damaged there's something wrong with you yeah and oh that was my father that was my father my father was that one yeah yeah and then you've got other people in the community telling you that there's something wrong with you and you're not um as valuable as somebody else in the community who doesn't have mental health they're the two things that we need to fight against because then people won't put their hand up to get help, will they? They'll just hide it. So if you've got those two obstacles in front of you, they're the ones we need to break down. So, And that's what we try and do with our storytelling shows. I can imagine it's a very powerful event. I mean, the thing is, like, when I... and so, Sorry, I'm, I'm checking up now because this honestly is... It's a point that really resonates with me. 
it's it's and you touched on it earlier feeling like you're the only one feeling like you're the, you're the only one yet when you have events like yours it brings about a voice where people realize they're not the only one and Holy shit. No, yeah, but, 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 like yeah, but society is that one. Society is that one. And that's the reason why I ask team, right? We all love to be perfect. We all love to be, you know, loved ones. Not, it's, not, it's not because I'm fat and ugly and bald, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't fit in society. That's the truth. But the thing is, there's a famous philosopher, C.C. Young. He said, you know, in his, his one of his works, his, the question was, does a individual exists for the sake of society or society for sake of individual. Mm. Now, society is supposed to help us. Not to say everything is a marketing. And I mean, when it, comes, when it comes that are you okay day, like I'm seeing everybody teams flushing with that, you know, that slogan, you know, and everybody's like, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. What you going to do now? Uh, call the helpline, whatever it is, right? Mm. And then society actually ostracize you. They, they reject you. Because mm. they don't want to listen, you know, you know, you know, you don't belong to that upper echelon of happiness, well, you know. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a mental health first aid instructor, yes. and I instruct people on how to apply mental health first aid to other people. Yes. And I think that's really important to get people who have no idea about mental health at all, and and probably don't have any mental health issues of their own, but teaching them how to understand when someone is going through a mental health issue. Not just looking at them and saying, oh, they're just being a difficult person. No, look at what's behind it and how you could help them in the first instance. Just like you do with first aid. If someone cuts their, their arm and they're bleeding, how do you help them? Society is the one who actually should help us. And as I say, come back to that point, society is advertising a lot of mental health. But yet, society is going to be the first one who's going to reject you for, for everything. Mm. And then, yet, it's going to advertise on their social media platforms like, are you okay? But, Tim, I'm not the perfect example to say what people should do with the mental health, but I remember when I gained 148 kilos due to various yeah. reasons, and other things happened to me, and I felt a little bit depressed. I must say, I was a little bit depressed. So, what I did... <laughs> I enrolled the boxing man to compete in boxing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one, you know. Like. And uh, my son says to me, uh, Daddy, I think you have the midlife crisis. I said, don't you dare to tell me midlife crisis. Like, <laughs> listening a lot, 90.5, Matt. So, That's so effective, though. If you find something else to do that is... It changes your life. Because you know? I was embarrassed to talk to anybody. I, I said to this to Matt, I, I had that position. I couldn't talk to nobody. And then I remember words of my father, are you the man? Are you the man? You know what I mean? Are you going to cry me here because blah, blah, blah. And then you, you carry that thing around. And as mentioned before, I'm gl I'm very gra grateful and, and humble that I know people like yourself and Matt because the mental health is very important. And yet... Not many people actually talk about this mental health. But let's go talk well, walk into the fire. I have to say mm. that um, I need to give Matt some acknowledgement because he's got a film out. What would you do with a second chance at life? I'm running a mental health film festival and Matt's film is in that festival. Your film, man. Is it actually? Did... did what, what is this? Is this is look, is, what? What is this? Say like I is this Paul, a setup? Sorry, 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 sorry. Before we go, I want to know. Matthew Caruana has the movie, so you're not Matt. Matt has well, the movie. You have the movie. My short film, yeah, yeah, yeah. Short movie about what? About Mario Beckers? Sexiest voice on the planet. Sexiest voice. So what is the movie about? It's it's it, it's my story. 
summed up in like a six minute film. Six minute film about your story about you. Yeah, I didn't know this was this was your. Okay, um, so can I ask you a question? Did you mention me sometimes? <laughs> 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 born under math uh, Matthew, under Tim, but thank you for acknowledging me because I didn't know see this is the humbleness this is the f well funnily enough is that we did a storytelling show on the central coast yeah and Paul was our videographer mm. oh that makes sense oh, that makes sense oh okay. like a Teletubby society okay <laughs> those work hug each other you know right Tim so, unfortunately yeah we need to wrap it up we need to have the team again eh? and he's been waiting for it to, to put the film in because he'd spoken about it to me now and look isn't it, isn't it amazing that suddenly I'm on the phone to Matt? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, Tim, we, Tim, we have the two minutes before we need to shut down, you know, because you see how time flies with Tim. We didn't have played no commercials, nothing. So, to our sponsors, we apologize because it was a very interesting talk to Tim. Tim, mm. quickly, how the people can find you and your charity? Uh, this is mybraveaustralia.com. Okay. This is mybraveaustralia.com. Guys, you. make sure you yeah, check out that website. Australia on there because there is a US version. So. Yeah, oh, and there's a couple of websites, live905.com.au tonight after 6.30 p.m. And there's going to be either with Tim Daly. Thank you once again, Tim Daly. We're very grateful for you. Great to speak to you, man. And to you, thank you, Mario, for the invite. We will keep in touch. We're going to connect further. You, you two know afternoon. each other. There's a movie, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> It's all I listen to. Alive 90.5. Playing cool music. Term 3 courses are open for enrolments at the Parramatta College and you have the option to learn either face-to-face -face in the classroom or online via Zoom. Courses include leisure and lifestyle, languages, computer skills, business and work skills. Fee-free training is also available. This training is subsidised by the New South Wales Government and eligibility criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enrol today. Call 9687 2072 or visit parramattacollege.edu.au. Station sponsor. Mmm. Penny's Crispy Pork Crackling is slow cooked for that big crunch and taste. Put some crunch in your munch. As a 100% Australian-owned business, Penny's Crispy Pork Crackling have been supplying deliciously crispy snacks in three crunch-tastic flavours, barbecue, chilli and original, to pubs, bottle shops, grocers and butchers in the Hills District. Order some now by visiting our website at pennyscrackling.com.au, spelt with a Y, or calling 028068 9664. Station sponsor. Hello, I'm Sam Mamone and Director of Cherrybrook Real Estate, the specialist in residential management. Call us on 9980-9860. We pride ourselves on taking the stress out of property management, looking after you and your investment at a competitive rate. If you need property management, call me, Sam Mamone from Cherrybrook Real Estate, 9980-9860. Station sponsor. Alive 90.5. We're Invictus Partners, an Australian company specialising in checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you.